Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky. You're listening to Live Without Limits, and we're coming to you from the Blog Talk Radio Network. Today's show, we will talk about the six secrets for your survival in the gig economy. Looking to make a side hustle your main thing? These key tips will let you skip my decades' worth of mistakes. Now, why are we talking about the gig economy? Because we're now into building a business online. And there's a story that I always have told that I think is bare repeating here because it shows you just how the economy changes, the technology changes, and how it all affects where we are in the workplace today and how successful we can be if we choose to be. Because if you look at the beginning of the 20th century, which was over 100 years ago, what was going on was that many people were migrating to the United States from Europe. And what were they doing? They were bringing their skills with them. If you've ever watched Fiddler on the Roof and you remember how he took the milk on his wagon with the horse and he would go from home to home selling milk. Well, when they came to the United States, they took their wares and they put them on push carts and they sold them on street corners. It was all a local business done within that little small community. Eventually, some of those push carts went into retail stores, and then some of them became corporations. Now, the first generation born in this country, they often went to fight in the war because they wanted to give back to their country what their country had given to them. And their children were known as the baby boomer generation. But what happened with the first generation born in this country is they went to work for the corporation. They worked their way up into middle management and upper management. Then after 25 years, they got their retirement. And their retirement party, they got a gold watch for the service that they gave to their country. It was also a time when they looked at Social Security as being their way of living a comfortable life. But their children, who were the baby boomer generation, they followed their parents into the corporation. And many of them, after 20, 25 even uh, 10 or 15 years, that was when corporations were merging. They had two to three people 
holding the same job, and they were downsizing. So what happened was these corporations, because there was an unwritten rule at the time that when they worked for the corporation, they had a job for life, they were originally offered buyout packages. In those buyout packages, they were given health care. They were given six-month pay, which gave them a time, an opportunity to find another job or if they wanted to, to start their own business. And that was also around the same time that you saw the Y2K era and you had the, the upgrowth of the dot-com era. When, and then a lot of those, because they were so inflated, they went under and basically lost everything. But the mentality had already changed so that with Generation Y, Generation Z, you're finding that there's no guaranteed jobs with the corporation. Now, what we're also seeing is that colleges have not changed how they teach students to look for a job. They still think in terms of to go to work for the corporation, but you really need to change your mindset and think more about working from home because what companies are doing is instead of keep renting larger and larger space to need more people, with the computer, all they're doing is they're giving the employees the software in the computer and they're giving them a phone and the individual has to go home, set up the internet and the phone service. And then all the calls are rerouted into the, the computer so that you can have a lot of flexible time and you can be working from home. Also, with the computer, with companies starting more and more websites and being solopreneurs, then what they're doing is they're looking for people to work with them and help them to build and grow that business that they have and to figure out how they're going to market it successfully. And now what you're seeing is the outgrowth of digital marketing and affiliate marketing, and it's a way for you to, to create that side gig and help you to create and supplement your income while you build and grow a business of your own. So while life as a free agent can be liberating and exciting, it can also be tough to navigate, and there are plenty of potential pitfalls along the way. I've been a full-time freelancer for 12 years now, writing and working while raising a family and traveling or living on five different continents along the way. Over those years, I've had plenty of successes and failures, made a fair amount of mistakes, and learned some tricks that I think can apply to most trades. So here are six secrets to surviving the 
21st century gig economy. A reality check to kick this list off. Unless you have already accumulated all the wealth you and your family will need for the rest of your lives, there is no such thing as a true independence. Almost no one gets to wake up and do whatever they want all day and be assured that someone will pay them for whatever that is. We are all accountable to a client or an audience or a market that is willing to compensate us for the value that we can provide. This all might seem obvious, but many people hear the word freelancing and have visions of freedom and independent lifestyle. Let's provide that, but that doesn't mean it's a total free-for-all. It's important to always remain realistic. And here's the first thing I want you to think about when it comes to being realistic. Because I'm on Quora, and on Quora, people will ask questions. And one of the first questions that I've seen over and over again is, what's the highest paying affiliate program in 2019 or whatever year it's in? But guess what? You don't want the highest paid. You want to first look at what industry you want to work in. Then you want to look at what niche within that industry needs to be filled. And is that something that you have a true interest in working in? Because if you have a true interest in it, then it does not matter what the affiliate program is. If you truly believe in that product and that service, you're going to talk about it and you're going to market it and you're going to find ways to generate an income from it. But if it's something that you have no interest in whatsoever, then I don't care how much of an affiliate you are with that program or how high-paying it is, you are not going to do anything with it. So therefore, you need to consider, first and foremost, that whatever you do, that it's a program that will take you and something that you truly want to work in. With that bitter pill out of the way, the amount of independence that comes with being self-employed really can be pretty great. However, a, the best practice that many people overlook is keeping you enviable situation to yourself as much as possible. The last thing your client wants to see when they're waiting for your overdue assignment is photos of you windsurfing off some gorgeous beach. This is particularly hard in the era of social media, but be careful not to be too gratuitous. Oversharing your latest travels or other expenses afforded you by the lack of 
nine to five grind in your life. Trust me, your clients don't need and don't really want to know how great your life is. I think that's the biggest thing that people do not think about and truly don't realize. That for me, when I'm on social media and I'm posting stuff, I'm really posting about my business. And I'm letting them know what I have to offer or what it is that I'm promoting. Like if I have an e-learning course or a webinar that I'm about to offer. And if I have a webinar that I've already presented, but it's set up as an evergreen where I can promote it and have it set that whenever anyone goes to it, it's got a timer as to when, then it, all they do is they can go and they can listen to it. And when I set up my webinars, I have ghost members so that the, what those guests, ghost members are doing is that they're actually asking questions. This way it makes it sound like it's a real live webinar going on, and it gets the people who are watching it interacting with it. Work like you're on vacation. This is something that we should all practice that I've written about at length. In a nutshell, vacation work mode requires minimizing distractions, getting your priorities straight, and compartmentalizing and being ready for anything. Whether you're on vacation or not, if you have an online business, always remember that if you have a website and you have it set up for promotions, if you can have something like an auto post where you can schedule out your post for the whole month on one day then, and it shows up every day, then guess what? They have no idea whether you're working or not because everything is automated. And when you are working, the best thing you can do is that you find a room within your house where you can close the door, you can put a sign up that lets people know the hours that you're at work. Then what happens is they know that during that time they cannot disturb you. And when it's around that time, when it's outside of those hours, you can always open the door. And here's a 90-day rule that I've read about and I've also listened to. But what you need to do is if you, and this really applies more than anything in multi-level marketing, and you can apply it to affiliate marketing or whatever program you're in, but just look at it as the first nine days where you, excuse me, 90 days where you are putting in the time and the hours and the effort to set things up so that they can be on automation down the line because you've already established yourself within that industry and you've made sure that everything that you've done is there to get you 
what it is that you need to put forth. And always remember this, when you are working with someone, always think about it this much. Many years ago, and this is a way to show just how titles have changed. Years ago, you could be a secretary working in a corporation and work for five or different people, but you had one set salary. Today, you could be working from home as a virtual assistant, have the same number of people that you're doing services to, but because you're charging each of them separately, you're ending up work earning more money just working from home, giving your same amount of time, doing the same thing that you've always done, but you're actually doing it and earning more money because instead of working for one set salary and doing work for five people, you're now working for yourself and charging each of those individuals separately what you want to make an hour and guaranteeing them a certain set of hours, and then you're keeping records and giving it to them when the time comes. It's going to take longer than you think. By now, you've probably noticed that you tend to overestimate the amount that can get done in a day, or you underestimate how long most things will take. This isn't always the case, of course, but as a human who speaks to other humans, my lifelong unscientific study of what I call optimistic productivity estimation has found that we all do this, like a lot. Guard against this instinct and plan for the worst instead of especially when setting up timelines with clients, this leads nicely into my next secret, which is to always, always, and I'm going to wait on that and let you go on, but I also want you to think about time management. Plan out your time, and that's how you keep yourself on track with your time is by planning it, knowing exactly what it is that your goal is and exactly how you expect to work the business and always think about how the things that you do with your business can help you literally build that business to exactly what you want it to be. Always remember this, that business can be done in a way that helps you to get your business exactly where you want it to be within the next few years. The, the thing is that for so many people, we don't realize just how and what we're doing today 
and how that affects where we are today, tomorrow, and in the future, because time management helps you stay on track and helps you get more done. But always remember, you might not need to have some flexibility along the way. And why it is important to understand that flexibility? Because by being flexible, it allows you to understand that you can project that it may take you 15 hours to complete a project, or you can plan on pre presenting a program and staying within an hour, but you never know for certain that that's the way things are going to be done. But you always want to try to estimate and be flexible to make sure that no matter what happens, you get to achieve and build confidence within your clients that you will give them what they need within the amount of time necessary. Now, let's complete the thought that we were going to, that what you need to, to do when you think that things are going longer than expected is to always under-promise and over-deliver. And what does that mean? That means that it's a business cliche, but it's doubly important for independence because it will allow you to achieve another important secret in gigging success. Namely, what does that mean when you promise or you under-promise and over-deliver? Then what you're showing your clients is that you're giving them more value for their money. And when you literally give them more value for their money, then guess what you're doing? You're creating a client that is satisfied and a client who will always come back and do business with you in the future. And when the time comes that you ask for referrals because you've given them more value than what you actually promised them. And this is why if you tell them that you're going to have something done within, say, 10 days, but it still takes 15 days, when you over-deliver on your promise, then what you made them feel like is that by allowing you that extra time to do whatever project you were working on for them, that you actually put out a lot of effort and that you really care about them and their business and that you want to help them succeed. This is why when you are running a business, it's always important to understand just how much someone can refer business to you and just how important that is to your business. Nailing down steady work and repeat clients. Yes, yes, I know. This is starting to sound 
a lot like the rat race kind of work that you were trying to escape via freelancing. Working steadily for the same people seems more like a full-time job, right? Please reread items number one on the list before continuing. Welcome back. Now, remember that always courting new clients means a lot more time spent pitching and prospecting and basically working unbillable hours. It's exhausting and essentially unpaid work. Repeat business is always good business, especially for a freelancer. That's why one of the things that I want to talk about, and let's go back and reiterate what number one is. Number one is a reality check to kick this list off. And that says, unless you have already accumulated all the wealth that you and your family will need for the rest of your lives, there is no such thing as a true independence. So when we're talking about you getting repeat business, if you over-deliver over and under-promise, then what you are guaranteeing yourself is that they will appreciate the effort. Therefore, they will continue to come to you. You know what? You've got competition out there. You've got someone else that's going to try and undercut what you're doing. But if you put out the best quality of work possible, then you are going to get the repeat business. Now, when I go to the gym, one of the things that I've met someone, and he does remodeling, and his biggest competition are the immigrants that have come to this country because they undercut his work. So that what's happening is, is as he's told me, that he likes Trump. Why does he like Trump? Because Trump is looking to keep out all of those people who he deems as not responsible. And in his case, he's doing it because he's bigoted or disrespectful. You can just hear it in the things that, that he says, but I understand why he feels that way, and I can't say I condone it, but I do understand it, and I do appreciate where he's coming from. So there you have it, the six of the, of the secrets that I really wish someone had shared with me when I started my business. Keep me only above in mind. Might not guarantee your success as a freelancer, but I guarantee that it will make your journey less painful. And always remember this, that being a freelancer, there are sites you can go on like Fiverr, Freelancer, Elancer, and you can register. And you know what? Especially if you're in digital marketing in today's marketplace, always remember that business you're in an industry that is literally 
growing. It's still in its infancy, and very few people understand exactly what it is. I started podcasting 13 years ago, and when I started podcasting, podcasting was in its infancy, and no one understood it. Today, everyone understands it, and everyone understands how important it is to their business to use podcasting. So understand that if you are a digital marketer, you have to, at this point, educate people on what you're doing and how that business won't take away from what they do offline because you have to do have excuse me you have to create multiple streams of income and multiple sources of getting out the word of what you're doing therefore it's up to you to think about how you as an individual can create the opportunities that you need and remember you can go to my website and that website is the number one personal careercoach.com, and you can sign up for either individual or group coaching, or you can take any one of my courses that can teach you how to build an online business 